In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode number 67, Truth Hurts. We love some Lizzo. We sure do. And we have been on this Lizzo train since probably our first episode. Yeah. yeah. I am obsessed. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised it took us this long to use a song too. by her. Yeah. But here it is. Here it is. Truth Hurts. Yeah. And that's a gem. It is a gem. Does it immediately make you think of a flute? <laughs> <laughs> no, it immediately makes me think of her performance at the BET Awards yeah. with like the BET, you want some cake? Yes. And then her like proceeding oh. to just tear the place apart. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And now it also makes me think of A.D. Bryant saying, do you ever feel like you're 90% that bitch? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm-mm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Now really we have is. to link to a number of things just in our first minute of I conversation. Know, but that's okay. If you don't that's know, okay. Lizzo, you should oh, yeah, Lord. educate yourself Yeah, immediately. And go back and listen to our past episodes where yeah. we profess our love for her. Yes. Yeah. So obviously this week, Truth Hurts, we're talking about breakups. Yeah. We're talking about maybe when breakups were a good thing. Exactly. Because Truth Hurts. Or maybe someone delivered some hard truths. Yeah. Because again, Truth Hurts. It, tr- <laughs> <laughs> what does Truth do? It hurts. It hurts. It hurts it a hurts. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But be- before we get into some probing questions related to Truth, I, I kind of want to get a feel for your vibe right now, Amy. <laughs> maybe what's new in your world. Maybe particularly in your reading life. <laughs> so what happened this week <laughs> is I texted Aaron just out of nowhere and I'm like, listen, I have an apology to make because uh, I don't know when it was many episodes ago, you professed your love of breaking binders mm-hmm. when you're reading. Mm-hmm. And I said that was heresy mm-hmm. and proceeded to lambast you for I the rest of the episode. a few episodes. I don't think yeah. it was just one. I yeah. think we've had that discussion a couple times. Yes. Yeah. I have called you lots of names yeah. because mm-hmm. you loved that. Mm-hmm. But guess what I did this week? I broke a binder and f- fuck, was it liberating. <laughs> Welcome. It was also, I was like, I've been making reading harder for myself because I've been like having to hold it open without breaking it. And then it's like this tension Mm -hmm. in my hands, in my head, in my body. Mm -hmm. But guess what? When I broke that spine, I was like, oh, this is how it should be. Mm -hmm. And then immediately it was like, God, do I tell Aaron this? (laughs) And then because we're ride or die, I was like, yeah, 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 I tell Aaron this. And then I was like, well... We have to share this because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're breaking binders, living on the edge. And guess what? You know what? The the truth hit me. It hurts a little bit truth at hurts. first. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? It's better to know the truth. Mm-hmm. It and is. To, and it's okay to change. It is. I am 43 years old. I'm still learning things. 
that breaking binders is awesome. Yes. It's great for reading. Yes. And you know what this means? I'll feel comfortable borrowing books from you yeah. again. <laughs> I won't be like looking at the binders yeah, when it returns. Like, like what did she do? Read this book because it's so tight. <laughs> I'm afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's new in my life, and I felt like I needed to tell you, listeners, mm-hmm. and apologize to Aaron publicly. It's like a great pair of jeans. You got to wear in that. Book. Yes, you got to make it feel like it's yours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that you're it's at the comfort level in the relationship where you can be yourself. It really is. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting on any pretends. This I'm not is, wearing a bra. I no. am. Yeah, this is life. This is life. This is how it is. So guess what, listeners, if you were on my side previously and thought breaking binders was heresy, I don't know, maybe try it because I dug it. If you're really worried, go get a used book. Yeah, that, there you go. You know, you're not you didn't invest in, I guess. Mm hmm. Give it a go. And also, if none of this discussion intrigues you at all and you're like, what the hell? Why are we talking about this? I don't know what to tell you. This is the kind of stuff we talk about. Yeah, I don't. I, I, this is important. Yeah. No apologies. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I guess. Well, now that I shared that, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. inconvenient yeah, truth. Right, right. Got a question for you, Aaron. Oh, gosh. Okay. So thinking about breakups, mm-hmm. some people stay in relationships past a milestone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'll break up with them after their birthday or I'll break up with them after Christmas because, you know, you don't want to ruin the holidays. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that sentiment? No. Yeah. No. Rip the Band-Aid exactly. off. Because all you're doing is ruining it post the event very true because, because then not, they're thinking back yes mm-hmm. they're gonna rethink and be like i knew the whole time you were weird at christmas and now i know why because mm-hmm. you were gonna break up with me so you just ruined a whole holiday for no good reason plus if it's a milestone that's probably gonna involve other people and so then you're gonna break up right after that and i'm gonna have to explain that yes just be absent so i can already start to paint you like the villain but also, if you're waiting past a milestone, as soon as Christmas is done, then you got to think about New Year's. Then you got to think about Valentine's Day. Then you got to, I mean, the milestones yes. are going to keep coming. It's going to keep happening. And there's an excuse. So if you're, if you're not sure when to do it, then I would question whether you're ready for the breakup. <laughs> if you're ready to do it, then do it. Yeah. You're not saving anyone. That doesn't make you a good person. No. Your stock isn't going up because you waited till after Christmas. Yeah. And also, I'm going to... You've just wasted money because I'm going to destroy whatever present you got me. For sure. I will not use it. Yeah. No matter what. And then whatever gift you received, you're going to feel guilty about using. Yes. So it's a terrible decision. I think you're right. And you're not trying to be. I don't. I don't even buy into that. That I'm trying to be nice thing. No, No. you're not. You're not. There's no trying to be nice. You're either nice or you're not. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for niceties because we're breaking up. Mm -hmm. So. And I mean, there's a little bit more selfishness than you think there is in that like thing. Like yes. you're, you're, you're not wanting to create a scene, yes. uh, like a bigger scene or something. Whereas, Correct. Yep. Kind yes. of rip the bandaid. Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm-hmm. That whole idea like, oh, we'll just be friends. This will end nicely. No, things nope. don't. It's not going to end if it was good. So. Exactly. Stop. Mm. Well, is there a time you ever had to deliver a hard truth to someone? Uh, yeah, and you were there for it. Remember a few months ago when I got my tubes tied? And oh, <laughs> oh. Yep. I'm thinking specifically. So, yep. um, Aaron uh, joined me in this elective procedure that happened before the coronavirus. And shut by down. join, you mean I went with you? We we didn't do it at the same time. To we be clear. <laughs> Oh my god, I like that idea. To be clear, though, we were we, holding yeah. hands on separate surgical beds. <laughs> we were not doing that, but you were there, like as I was getting prepared. Yes, whatever. Yes. There were a number of real weird nurse situations that just, very weird that just got us very sort of like slap happy. Like, what in the hell is going on? Like, multiple nurses asking me about my dead cats. It was that a got real, weird, real fast. strange situation. There was fast. a whole, like, oh, what kind of pudding is your favorite? Like, why are we talking about pudding? What yeah. is going on? Yes. After the procedure, you were with me in the recovery room. And I think because of the anesthesia wearing off and the terrible way that I felt, mind, body, and soul, a nurse tried to give me an alternative pain solution which was a tub of essential oils upon my chest. It was ill-fated from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And as, as soon as the nurse left, what did I do, Erin? You threw <laughs> forcefully 
the tub of essential yes. oils to the ground and said, I don't want your essential oils. Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose this as a hard truth, because then the nurse came back in, saw that the tub was on the floor. was like, oh, oh, you don't want this, huh? And it's like, no. You just, and it wasn't. I mean, you weren't, there was no shame. I liked the way that you handled when the nurse came back in and said, oh, you don't want this? You were like, no. <laughs> no. I do not want that. No, I do not. No. Give me meds. Give me real meds. Yes. Because I was hurting. You were. I was like, essential oils are not. And I felt bad for you. I could tell you were not feeling good. That You don't want something smelly at that moment. No. 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 So, you know, that was the most recent hard truth I can think about delivering. Also wanted to bring it up because you were there and you witnessed it. I was. I thought you were going to say that the hard truth is when they were asking you if you had animals. And then (laughs) they kept talking about it. And then we had to be like, the cat cat died. So if we could stop talking about the cat, that'd be great. And the problem, too, was like they their first multiple nurses asked me like, oh, how many kids do you have? And I'm like, none. And then that sort of like didn't compute like why right. I would be getting my tubes tied. And so then they went to cats yeah. because that's the next logical. <laughs> no oh, kids. how many cats? How many cats yeah. do you have? And this was two weeks after I'd put podcat down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, was no, no, no. I, I used to have one. Yeah. And then when I said I used to have one to one of the nurses, she's like, oh, when are you going to get a new one? Oh, I have six. Yeah. And then proceeded to tell us all about her cats. And I was like, lady, read the room. Read the room. Yeah. The other hard truth that was delivered was that I was trying to be like I was in the room, but you were getting a needle in your arm, some things. So Mm -hmm. I was on my phone Mm -hmm. and I was looking at some news stories and she pointedly asked me if I was videotaping her. Yes. Very angrily. And I was like, what? No. And then I felt so weird that I turned my phone and said, I'm reading about Lady Gaga. (laughs) Like that's how I get better. And I was reading an article. You were about about reading about Lady Gaga, yeah. But I was also like, why would I videotape you? Yeah. Apparently, that's a thing that happens. And then they kept making me hot. They kept putting like hot water something in my. They put like a vacuum hose inside your (laughs) gown and put hot air in there. And I was like, that's not a good idea. No, No. I'm not cold. Just, Just put, you know, put the clips in, put them in, and let me get the F out of here. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. So that's uh, recent hard truths. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. thinking again about breakups, mm-hmm. what if there was a service that conducted breakups for you? Would you be part of that service? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would love that job. Mm-hmm. I would kill that job. Because I'm, I'm a very emotional person, but... I can usually detach myself enough and I'm pretty good at delivering bad news. So I feel like that would be a good, I would love it. Mm-hmm. I, I would. That sounds really gross, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> I love people's pain. No, I just. How do you think this service would work? I feel like it would be, you would hire us mm-hmm. to go in and say, here, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, the reason that I'm here is that we there was maybe some concern that you this was going to be a really big blow to you mm-hmm. and seeing that other person's face might enrage you so i'm here um i've gotten the down low on a few things so if you have some <laughs> questions i can try and help you through it uh but from this point forward you are no longer part of a couple <laughs> so you have been broken asunder yeah and this is it this is the end of the road what i like about this is you're approaching this like your former hr professional career (laughs) and approaching it like a difficult conversation you used to have Uh with clients about like clipping toenails in the public place or something yeah 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 so this would be easy yeah that's what i'm saying yeah it'd be yeah i wouldn't even have to work that hard to keep a straight face because i've mastered that skill oh god yeah Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. I think this would be a great service. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'd be good. Like if they had a bad reaction, I'd be like, look, I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to step out. Yeah. You, whatever you need to do, you do. And then when I come back in, we're going to reset mm-hmm. and we're going to take it from there. Because we'll what I going see on next. is an opportunity for you. <laughs> I see an opportunity for you to move on to something better. Because I, the guy that hired me to break up with you... <laughs> You can do better. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at you. Yeah. You can Seeing do what way- you bring to the table. That's good. You like bringing some, you know, encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I spe- I, we had a long conversation, and yeah. I'll tell you right now that you're Not just getting good. rid of dead weight. Yep. So 
this is a great thing for you. Yeah. Do you think like um, there would be tiers of payment services or something like that? Like if they want the full package yes. of like, yeah, no contact from there on, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's a tier of I will wait with this person until they're stable mm-hmm. to you just want me to say it. And then whatever happens after that is right. on you. Yeah. I'm out. Like I came, I'm done. So this could be lucrative. I'm thinking it really no could No one be. wants to break up with somebody. No. Mm-hmm. Are you good at breakups? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> My technique is usually you're just going to assume I'm dead. I have just ghosted. <laughs> I have just disappeared. <laughs> I just disappeared. Oh, no. I have, you're just going to, yeah, you're not going to see me or hear from me henceforth. Henceforth. Um, what would be great, though, is if there was a service, I would definitely do that service. Because I realize ghosting is not a, a, it's not a good way of ending a relationship. I'm just imagining the sentence coming up on someone's phone. You'll not be hearing from me or seeing me henceforth. That's it. That could be the name of our service, henceforth. Yes. It's a little bit ambiguous. So if we have to get in places, like, oh, I'm a representative from henceforth. Yes. Like, no what? one is quite sure what that no. is. <laughs> Until the end when we're well, like. Wait, does the company like do uh, house calls? Like it comes to like the office building? Like I'm a representative. I have an appointment with yes, so-and-so. That's oh, how I anticipate yeah. it's going to have to be. Yeah. You're not going to get them to come. We're going to be chasing people down all the that's time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a cross between, you know, process server. <laughs> <laughs> Bail bondsman. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think henceforth will be a much better approach mm-hmm. versus my ghosting technique. I mean, there's some merit in the ghosting, though. Yeah. I like it from a, a kind of stinging point, <laughs> you know? Like, oh. But yeah, I mean, you know, people either think I'm dead and when they find out I'm not, it's like, I don't understand. Oh, you should. I'm you should have got there quicker. Cold hearted. That's yeah. what. Yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> understand. I think you do because we haven't spent any time together. Exactly. Thank you do. Thank hard. Think about what happens henceforth. <laughs> See, so I mean, speaking of Lizzo, yeah. I feel like we could play a little good as hell walking oh out. Oh my god! <gasps> Let me leave you on this note. You know what? I bet no. Lizzo would support this yes. business structure. Yes, we might even be able to license her music Ooh, as part of this. Yes. Look, you are one hundred percent that bitch. Yeah. Good as hell. See ya. You just got rid of dead weight. Yep. So here I'll you go. I'll be looking for you in the papers. I don't know what that means. I meant in a good way. Like, you're doing big things. Not an obituary? No, I'm going to need okay. to work on that, Ender. That's not a good closer. We'll work on that. Okay. Just spitballing ideas. <laughs> not all ideas are good ones, all right? Oh, I don't know. I think the germ of this idea is really good. Maybe not that particular <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> Oh, man. We could even do like a Lizzo Presents henceforth. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like totally on board. I feel like I bet she would be all over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I've discovered about Lizzo recently? She's gone vegan. It's like she's reaching out to me. What? I didn't know that. That had to feel very special to you. It did. Wow. I was like, oh. Did something prompt it or she just is? I think she just started it maybe, you know, just for, she, I don't even think she even really made an announcement. She just happened to be like featuring a lot of like vegan food delivery services where she was oh. and, and she's been starting to talk about it. Like, wow. We're connected, obviously. Yes. I mean, because, you know, when you're vegan, you get superpowers. So Lizzo is going to have even more superpowers That's and we're going to be connected in the superpower wavelength. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously. So probably right now, now, both of your juice is on fire because <laughs> you got that. Both of you have that vegan juice now. So we got that vegan juice. None of this conversation is going to make sense if no one knows the songs. <laughs> like, why is she talking about juice? What a weirdo. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, truth hurts. It does. From Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've accomplished a lot already. Yeah. So uh, much. Figuring out our next, you know, business yes. plan. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about some picks. Let's. Great. Mm-hmm. So my fiction pick 
uh, on the theme of truth hurts is nothing to see here from Kevin Wilson Ah, from 2019. Mm -hmm. Did you read this one? Yes. Okay. So back in school at this pretty fancy boarding school, Lillian and Madison were roommates and they became really close friends. But then Lillian gets accused of a crime And because she's at that school on a scholarship, because she's sort of seen as an outsider already, she gets blamed and she gets booted from the school. So her whole life, her goals are upended and their friendship is broken up. This is all the sort of backstory. Mm -hmm. At the start of the book, what you hear, what you see is Lillian gets a letter from Madison, who is desperate for her help. Madison is married to a super rich politician. He was married previously. And of course, he's way older than her. I mean, because that's the standard. Yeah. They uh, the politician and Madison have a kid together. But now his ex-wife has died and his kids from that marriage are moving in with them. And Madison wants Lillian to become their sort of nanny caretaker in the house. And here's the catch. The twins spontaneously combust when they get worked up, which is just a brilliant idea. It's so great. (laughs) It's so great. And at one point, when like Madison is talking to Lillian about this, there was a moment that made me laugh out loud for a good few minutes. And it's just Lillian saying, you want me to take care of your fire children? And just... (laughs) (laughs) So Lillian, you know, she's been living sort of a dead end life. And so she thinks, you know, she's got nothing to lose. And no doubt she's super curious to be back in Madison's life. The, the kids themselves, they're sort of a logistical and emotional nightmare. You know, like, how do you keep two twins who have recently had their mom die, keep them calm, keep them, like, okay with this weird transition because otherwise you could catch on fire. Right. And how does she protect them, but also protect herself, protect Madison, protect all these others? And at the same time, how does she come back into her ex-friend's life and assess the damage that they've done to each other? Mm. I thought the book was super dryly funny. It's ridiculous, yet it's sort of logical at the same time. It's very heartfelt. And I chose it for this theme because, you know, the the backstory between Lillian and Madison, it's a pretty horrific way to end a friendship. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a dramatic breakup. Very, yes. And as you go on, you also understand there's kind of a little bit more than friendship here. And at least on Lillian's end. So what happens after this awful breakup and then you come back together as adults, you know, like years mm-hmm. later and the the sort of inequalities of your relationship are there again. You know, the, the money differences, the the fact that Madison has really screwed Lillian over in so many right. ways. Yeah. I mean, it just truth hurts in this story. And yeah. that's that's what uh, it, it really comes down to. I think there's also lots of other fractured relationships in the story. You know, dad and the kids, um, the wife and the husband. So it's very much about like when this ridiculous, crazy truth sort of comes out about these kids and mm-hmm. what the fallout is and how it brings relationships, breaks them apart, but brings them back together, too. Yes. What did you think about the book? It's same. You did yeah. a great job of explaining it. Thank I was you. looking back. I read it really fast. Yes. It's, it's a like, very fast yes. read. Yeah. 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 But what a great, that was a great pick for the theme. I didn't even think of that. I just, I love that line so much. You want me to take <laughs> care, care of your, your fire, fire children? children? Yeah. I know. And as a parent, there's a lot in that book where you go, oh my God, what if my kids spun, were spontaneously <laughs> busted? I mean, and what if that thing, was like, a thing? They take this crazy idea and uh-huh. make it real. Mm-hmm. In such a great way. Like, even the way they design the guest house so mm-hmm. it's nothing can catch on fire. Yeah. And, like, throwing the kids in the pool the minute they start getting overheated. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, in a way, it's weird because there is a kind of a parallel to being a parent and having kids. And every parent knows their kind of child's buttons or meltdowns. And there's kind of a, a symbolism there of, you know, even yes. just tantrums, meltdowns as a parent. Like, kind of the lengths you go sometimes to shut that down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you think would happen if mason could spontaneously combust? he would do it on purpose <laughs> there would be no stopping it Mm-mm. that's a good point there'd be no stopping it it'd be like jack jack from the incredibles <laughs> just whenever he could mm-hmm. what if evan could spontaneously would he choose like his moments a little yes, better yeah, he would okay. be much more yeah he's a much more nefarious opponent in mm. that sense that he would have it well timed mason mm. would do it just to make you angry sure just for no reason yeah at breakfast boom oh <laughs> And then what happens when, like, I'm thinking when Zach and Brayden were teenagers, 
And yeah. Evan's now a teenager. Like, what happens yeah, with teenage? That's just too much. Yeah. It's too much to keep track of. That's a lot. No. Then I think I should have the right to spontaneously combust. For sure. Like, there should be some kind of clause if, if you do it too many times, then mom combusts. <laughs> so. And you have to clean up after mom. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, book that I picked for this week's theme is called Dear Fang with Love. Um, and this is by Rufy Thor- Thorpe. Oh, who, you recommended her? Yes. Yeah. Knockout Queen is her new book. And I recommended that a couple episodes back. This one was actually published in 2016. Um, and it takes centers around Vera, who's this really vibrant, intelligent, self-assured 17-year-old um, that we meet. And she has two very loving parents. They were never together. Um, she was conceived, and then they weren't together after that point. They were prior. They were in a relationship. But um, her dad's a professor at a college. Um, she primarily lives with her mom. But they're both, you know, very invested in seeing Vera do well. Um very early on at the beginning of the book, she suffers what is come to be believed a mental breakdown. She's at a party with her boyfriend, Fang, and she strips naked and says she's a daughter of God and tries to cleanse all the cheerleaders and then threatens to cut herself um, and does cut herself, but not like in a in the normal what you would think, yeah. like suicidal way. It se- meant seemed more symbolic of something. And so. We see her dad rush to the mental hospital where she's taken um, and her mom, and they're kind of trying to sort this out. And she ends up with a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. But no one can quite get on board because there was never any sign of this before. Vera herself isn't giving a lot of information. She has this very attentive boyfriend, Fang, who seems very intelligent and kind of on the same level as her that's, you know, sticking by her. But school turns into a nightmare after this because, of course, it was videotaped and it's getting around. And so Summer comes and her dad thinks, you know, I'm going to take her to Lithuania for like an immersion program over the summer, kind of like a reset. Get out of here. Not think about it um his family he has family ties there so he thinks this is going to be great uh and he also is really trying to connect with her because he wasn't in her life for a period of time at the beginning and they've never really had the same bond that her and her mother do so he's really thinking this is going to be the thing that gets us going so the rest of the book really takes place around this trip to lithuania um and what happens the more we learn about vera the more we learn about this actual diagnosis and what I love, why I picked it for this theme is because there's a couple truths that come out. One, um, she is very blunt and great at kind of telling people exactly what they're trying to do and they thought they were getting away with it. So this trip allows her to have some very frank conversations with her dad mm. and say, kind of be honest and say, like, you, you're kind of desperate for my love and attention. Like, if you would just chill out and be a person, we'd have a better relationship. So delivering some hard truths. Um, her mother, she's learning a lot more about her father and learning that maybe her mom's version of everything that happened isn't exactly true. Um, she's learning that maybe even though her boyfriend's great and they've stuck together through this, maybe it isn't the thing that's going to stay. Maybe he's not the one that's going to be able to be there for her. Super simple complex or super simple concept on some level, but it's also really complex and nuanced, the whole book and the different relationships you're looking at. And there's a lot about romantic relationships. There's a lot about family relationships, um, but really a lot of relationships about relationships with yourself and Mm -hmm. understanding kind of your own limitations or um, maybe what you're not seeing. It's really immersive too. Like it kind of mirrors this idea that they're on this trip in this really um, historical immersion tour. It feels that way to you. Like you feel like you're with them and you're really caught up so much that some of the kind of twists or the information we find out at the end kind of took me by surprise. And I think in a normal novel if she hadn't done such a good job of writing it that way it it maybe wouldn't have felt that way but it's kind of the magic of this book that you feel wrapped up in everything that's going on um and it makes the payoff at the end seem like you needed that build to Mm -hmm. get there um so even though maybe there isn't a technical breakup in this i think it's a great illustration of painful truths making relationships more real i mean 
that's really what it's about. So, you know, like I said, I recommended her Knockout Queen. So I went back because I enjoyed that book so much. And this was one that she had written before and enjoyed this Fantastic. as well. Fantastic. You've become yeah. a big fan. I have, yeah. Does she have uh, more back catalog? She does. She uh, has excellent. another book um, that I believe was nominated for some awards or did win an award. And I haven't gotten to that one yet. But, yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. Also, side note, Fang as a name. Isn't that great? Yeah. I was sit- thinking through my head like, you know. Naming a child, that would be pretty great. Yeah. Naming a cat, that would be really great. That would be really great. Yeah. 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 Mm. And it is a nickname. It's not his real name, but oh, still. Still. Great. And he, for it's an interesting, because he is such a secondary character and almost could be like one dimensional because we don't see or hear from him a lot, mm-hmm. but he's kind of this ever present. She's writing him letters the whole time that oh. she's in Lithuania. Uh, but to be able to take a character like that and make it seem so alive. I mean, you feel like you know him just as well as you know her. So that's a talent in my opinion. I mean, that's really solid writing right there. So excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need to uh, dig in to Ruby Thorpe. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Well, for my other genre pick, I again went a little metaphorical with the idea of breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the book is called How We Get Free, Black Feminism and the Combahee River Collective. Wow. So stay with me here. Okay. This is edited by Kianga Yamada Taylor. This is from 2017. So like I said, I'm thinking sort of metaphorical, even political breakup here. Yeah. Because feminism, you know, the, the school of thought and political actions, it's honestly, it's always had a problem with race. Yes. Okay. Um, So the main story of feminine history is kind of one of white women, or at least that's the story that's been told over and over again. Mm -hmm. Not always welcoming or acknowledging of like how the the systems that feminists fight against are compounded when you're black, when you're lesbian, when you have some other identity as well. Right. So in the 60s and 70s, you know, as white feminism and, and women's liberation sort of fought for attention and for purchase, uh, many black voices were silenced. So one group of radical black feminists broke up with the main movement, created their own thing, and they formed their own group called the Combahee River Collective. So this book then, it revisits that group like, you know, 40 years later and considers it in historical perspective. Wow. And what's really cool, though, is it's talking directly to the people that formed this group. So the editor um she first she starts with like the the statement that the collective made as they broke up with white feminism mm-hmm. right like all the things that they're thinking of that that necessitated a separate movement sure then it has interviews between kianga the editor and the founders of the collective barbara smith beverly smith and demita frazier and they talk about their experiences with sort of the main social justice movements you know over here both race related uh feminism related and how they broke free. Plus, there's interviews with modern black feminists like Alicia Garza, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And Barbara Ransby, who's a historian and a writer. So I read this now because, you know, I'm trying to read more yes. you know, stories like this, voices like this. And I, I think it's kind of nice to read it right now um, to see how revolutionary this group was. I'd never heard of it. And it's such yeah. an insert, uh, injustice that we haven't heard of it. Um, and how they sort of pushed us to the future. And in fact, they sort of coined the idea of intersectionality, you mm. know, the idea of like um, that the more sort of minority identities that you have, the more oppression is compounded. So if you're a woman, you're facing sexism. If you're right. a black woman, you're facing sexism and racism. Interesting. If okay. you're a black lesbian woman, then she's, yeah, you're facing yeah. all of these different levels of oppression that's amazing that they coined that but that i had never heard of this before either right i mean i've heard of intersectionality but yeah it became a term that was then you know now we're hearing a lot about it but it was come it came up with many years ago from these uh black feminist women i also liked it because it kind of talks about i've been seeing especially on social media uh, a lot of attention paid to black feminism today Mm -hmm. because i mean the founders of black lives matter are all women so it's kind of showing like you know Black women know what the hell they're doing. Right? They are leading the way. And, you know, I, I like this because it's centering black women. And one of their main uh, quotes from the statement, which I love, is, if black women were free, it would mean that everyone else would have to be free. Kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I chose this because, you know, like I said, it's sort of breaking up with the mainstream movement, breaking with this sort of dominant group, and some painful truths 
you know, about yeah. white feminism, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and resulted in some incredible like thoughts, some incredible political efforts and change. Um, I saw this quote from a writer for The Independent when talking about this book, and I really liked it, and it seemed to kind of um, summarize why I liked it so much. The publication of How We Get Free marks the 40th anniversary of this collective, which is often said to be the foundational document of intersectional feminism. Mm. As white feminism has gained an increasing amount of coverage, there are still questions as to how black and brown women's needs are being addressed. This book, through a collection of interviews with prominent black feminists, provides some answers. So there you go. Wow. And it's it's really quick. Like, yeah. And it's really interesting. You get into some of the founders' lives and mm. why, you know, feminism attracted to, or was attractive to them, why you know, civil rights was. and Yeah. So. Very cool. Wow. Uh, the book that I uh, brought for the other genre, it's a short story collection. It's called If You See Me, Don't Say Hi. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, Neil Patel. That should be my just motto. Right? It yeah. goes perfect with your ghosting thing. It if you really see does. Me, don't say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be one of our catchphrases for henceforth. henceforth. If you see me. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't say hi. You didn't see me. <laughs> to be clear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how could I not pick this book for this theme yeah. this week? Because hard truths. But yeah. um, this is, it was published in 2018 by Flatiron Books. Um, like I said, 11 stories. And they, almost all of them feature a first-generation Indian-American. Oh, wow. Which is what um, Neil Patel is himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he really wanted to write um, in that perspective and to give a voice to that, but kind of take it a step further. After I read this book, um, and they... It's a variety of stories about different relationships, romantic and otherwise, all in a variety of situations. Um, One, there's one that deals with arranged marriage. Um, There's one that deals with Facebook stalking. So we're covering a lot of different elements. Um, But I read an uh, interview with him done by Mira Jacob in 2018 around the time his book came out. And he said specifically that it was really important to him to give representation where he felt like he didn't have that growing mm-hmm. up. And it really struck me because we've done a few author interviews lately yes. where that's come up. Absolutely. Like, hey, if I had had a book where I could recognize myself in how different that would have been. Yeah. And so he was really speaking to that in the interview and speaking specifically too about uh, romantic relationships and the representation for Indian Americans with romantic relationships, which mm-hmm. is kind of always reduced to a stereotype. Yeah. And he himself um, came out as a gay man and said, even more so in that arena, there isn't a lot. So he wrote all kinds of different relationships in this book, all kinds of different things that they're dealing with. But really from that perspective to give a, you know, a reader that doesn't have that experience, you can really get into the mindset. You can really learn something um, from these stories. And for people that they are first generation Indian American, that this is a great example for them to see some representation um and it, that interview with Mir jake was fantastic i loved the whole thing but and it's this this story collection is phenomenal mm-hmm. it's really really well done um and they it is i it's very rare that i read a short story collection front to back right away yeah i usually dip in and out while i'm reading other things and i read this one all the way through wow it's just really interesting in the way that the last two stories are linked together and that was fascinating um, it was probably my favorite, too, of the collection. Um, it's just such a strong writing voice and such a different perspective and an interesting way to take something that we're all so familiar with, but from our own lens and kind of turn it so that you're looking at it from a different place. Mm-hmm. So I, it's it's a great collection um, and perfect for this because there's plenty of breakups and hard truths. So... <laughs> I like that you brought up the idea of representation because we have been hearing that from Mm -hmm. a lot of our authors and how much that would change both their upbringing and their becoming an adult, becoming a writer. Yes. It would have changed a lot about them. I know Alex Marzano-Lesnovich said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he has a great quote in there too about, um, actually, Mira Jacob has a great quote because she asked him, what did you... And also, this is our Mira Jacob, right? Yeah. The one that we love. Yes, okay, just, yes, just yes, making absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yep. And I like that I, I wanted to call her ours. Yeah, I like that we took ownership of her. Okay. That's what I want to happen. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that was good. She's asking him, you know, what did you have to overcome as a writer? Because yeah. she f- was mentioning that she felt like she had to overcome this idea about adverbs. 
And she has a quote in there that's like, um, I feel about adverbs the way I feel about my ass. Yes, it's extra. That's the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. But then uh, Neil Patel runs with that and says, yeah, like I had to learn that, you know what? People told me don't write a short story collection. That's not the thing you should put out first. And I was like, nope. People told me, you know, you have to be published in a New Yorker. You have to do Mm -hmm. this or that Mm -hmm. before you can become an author, before you can publish a short story collection. And he was like, no. That was something he felt like he overcame is this this idea of what a writer is. Yeah. So, and I would say he did it masterfully. Excellent. And I like that, Neil. Because guess what? I'm doing the same thing. Right. Short I thought you would yes. would relate to that. Very Excellent. Well. Mm-hmm. well, guess what? For pop culture, I went sort of the most like straight route for breakups. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I picked a show that ran on FX from 2014 to 2019. All the seasons are now on Hulu. Okay. It's called You're the Worst. I almost picked this. Did you really? <laughs> I didn't know you watched this show. I just oh my started. God. Oh I just my started. God. So okay. I'm not all the way through it. I but I Okay. Yeah. yeah. See if you mm-hmm. yeah are agreeing with what I say. So Gretchen and Jimmy are the two main characters and they're just kind of awful. Yeah. They're just they give zero Fs about what people think um, to an extreme, a comic extreme, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. They can be pretty superficial, pretty selfish. They both suck at relationships, but in the pilot episode they meet at this terrible wedding and then they go home and have crazy sex Mm -hmm. afterwards and some they recognize something in each other right away like if it's a mutual awfulness whether it's like an ability to be sort of themselves without judgment you know Mm -hmm. and despite being sort of anti-relationship both of them they become a duo you know and in sort of a stop start kind of way there's lots of breaking up there's lots of reconnecting um the you know what's funny is like the way that I just described it as I was writing some of my notes, I'm like, that kind of sounds cringy. I don't know if people would really be attracted to that sort right. of, you know, uh, premise. Like, why would you watch these sort of terrible people F up over and over again? Because but, we're all terrible people. Exactly. And that's the thing is what I really liked about this is you find a lot of surprising depth and thought and care in this story in each of the characters, no matter what, if if they seem like a comedic you know, like just messing up over and over again. They are actual people, you know, with actual mistakes, actual desires and needs. Um, There's a whole subplot in later seasons about struggling with clinical depression, which is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that does to a relationship, which I thought was so well done how they Mm. do that, even with sort of a comedic angle too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of soul searching on what a relationship really is. If it should work, if you should do the things you're supposed to do, you know, like live together, get married, have kids, all the things. Um, I think you find a lot of truth in the two of them trying to figure out if they're better together or better apart. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure many couples, like I said, this is taken to a comedic extreme, but I'm sure many couples can feel like some kinship there and see that struggle right there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard this described as sort of an anti-rom-com which I think is a great description. Um, You're not going to get easy solutions. It's not going to, you know, every episode isn't going to solve with a quick end to the problem. This is real. It's raw. It's still so funny. And there's also a terrific supporting cast of just real ding-dongs and fuck-ups. And it's just fantastic. They're just as endearing and funny as the rest of them. And and they're having their own sort of relationship, like stop-start kind of stuff. And... Yeah, I think it's, and what's great now, like I said, it's all on Hulu, so you can binge it. It's, you know, each one is like 20, 25 minutes, and it's fantastic. So where are you at in the show, and what are you thinking? Like, episode two. Oh, okay, great. But yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. No, it's mm-hmm. funny that you, because I was like, oh, this would be good, you know. I had mm-hmm. just started, and I thought of it, but I haven't, I'm not far enough in to feel like I could recommend it. But So mm-hmm. that's really funny that you did. I'm excited now to keep mm-hmm. moving along. Yeah, I want to hear I was you... in, basically, when she threw the blender into the bushes. <laughs> Yes, at this awful wedding in the first episode, like she steals wedding gifts and yeah. she like it's it's fantastic. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. I can't wait to hear, especially yes. like her best friend and his roommate oh. become real like just terrific characters okay. and yeah, I'll be Excited. interested to see what you think. Well, I picked uh, a show that I was obsessed with um and it ran from 2009 to 2015 on Showtime called Nurse Jackie. Oh. Um, Edie Falco is Nurse Jackie. This was built as like a comedy drama. I would definitely say it's heavier on the drama, although there's some really dark comedy in it. Um, but basically, Edie Falco's 
Edie Falco's character is a drug-addicted ER nurse who is amazing at her job. She's a wonderful nurse, but she's even better at being a drug addict and keeping that from everyone. Um, And the show really centers around her ups and downs with the addiction and what she does to um, continue to be able to do that. And it takes you through all kinds of her personal drama. She's married, but she's having an affair at work. She's got kids. Um, And really kind of the show, the struggle is she's so great at her job and people want to like her and people want to be around her, but she's not a likable person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you look at it, you think these people might be better off without her. Um, So a lot of kind of breakups, hard truths, that type of thing. Um, But I'm a sucker for an unlikable character. So you root for her, but you also know that she's deeply flawed and mm-hmm. there are some big issues here. And there are times that you will absolutely despise, you know, the actions that she takes. Um, this is the show that introduced me to Merritt Weaver, who plays oh, Zoe Barco. Um, I didn't know she, I love her. Oh my gosh. If you love her, you have to watch the show. She okay. plays the nurse um, and she's kind of the foil to nurse Jackie's character where Jackie's kind of hard edge you know no nonsense not frilly doesn't really care about other people and Merritt Weaver's character is like over the top wants to be friends is trying to do everything but is also a fantastic nurse and doing amazing things so um, it's a great show it's quirky it's weird Um, it's like just like what you said it's got some depth to it that Mm -hmm. you it's kind of surprising in some ways and yeah, maybe we all can't relate to being a drug addict, but you can certainly relate to not maybe being your best self or feeling like... Making mistakes. Yeah, and, making yeah. mistakes mm-hmm. and, and feeling like you're not doing the best for everyone around you, um, but also being really good at this one thing. So I it's I loved it. I was devastated when it ended. So mm. And if you watch it and you want to talk about the ending, I'd love to because... Oh. It's a doozy, so... I kind of wanted to say the same thing about You're the Worst, because mm-hmm. the, the way they end it, I loved it, but I imagine some people might be... Yeah, might have feelings about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's the same here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a weird... Yeah, so... And I... Edie Falco's amazing, so... And, I, you know, this fall she had a new sitcom out where she was playing a nurse, like an older nurse that went back to school or something. Or, and I couldn't even get on board because I'm like, if you're not nurse Jackie in yeah, a medical situation, point? I can't like, I can't see you as anything else. Mm-mm. So you, you were expecting her to go in the closet and shoot up. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And steal some pills. <laughs> and that didn't happen. So <laughs> no, I didn't even watch it. Cause I was like, I'm out, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nurse Jackie doing some terrible things, making some great TV. I wonder if part of our henceforth service is we start recommending more like books and shows about breakups to help ease the pain for our people. We could tailor, that could be part of the package. Before we go, Mm -hmm. we could tailor and say, what are some shows and books that we should take to them that they're going to want to see? Here's some recommended resources Mm -hmm. for you henceforth. Yeah. 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 Like Mm -hmm. you're really bitter. You're the worst. (laughs) You're feeling really vulnerable and raw and you just need some feel good. Parks and Rec. Yes. Or New oh, Girl. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to believe in love again? Then here's some, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. New mm-hmm. Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Here's some things that you could take. We're going to be providing a great service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think now, like, how much each package is worth. It's a lot. I was going to say, I feel like pay, we can, if yeah. If you're going to outsource a breakup, you're going to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> but it's going to be money well spent. Yes. And you're going to get quality with us broads. Yes. And the the simple fact that you don't have that headache anymore, that's worth everything, exactly. right? Exactly. Priceless. Yes. Not to steal another tagline, but priceless. <laughs> also, I didn't really ask if I could be part of this service. Oh, I, assumed I just assumed you were. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. I, also, at this point, forward, since we're so right or die, any business plan that one of us comes of us. up with Excellent. automatically includes both of okay. us. Okay. Also, can I not be the person that goes in? Because I don't like confrontation, hence why I No, ghost. that's fine. Okay. I think in this situation, there is a strong possibility that things are going to go sideways in different yeah. cases. I, yeah. We, we don't hope that's not the case, but I think the, the potential is there. For sure. So I think it would be very important to have some sort of vehicle, van, whatever, where you're closed circuit TV and can see what's happening. Yep. Call and I in start the car. Yes. 
and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we may need some security. Mm-hmm. So we need to look amongst our contacts and see who can help mm-hmm. us with I security. Think that's a good point. And also maybe we need, you know, like a, a different type of approach. So we call in our consultants, you know, we yeah. call in Heath when we want a real good quip, you yeah. know, on the, yeah. on the way out. Right. And, yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. there, yeah, we might need other team members mm-hmm. to, that, we should really read the situation and know if, if my face is going to be inflammatory. <laughs> And there's a high probability that it will. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a great plan. I know we say this about all of our business plans, but actually, this is a really good it plan. It's actually a legit good business. <laughs> I mean, I could actually see this taking off. Right? If it does, I'm going to be pissed because <sighs> we've had this. Yeah. Yeah. We really fleshed this out for someone. Maybe we need to um, reserve our URL right now. Ooh, we should. Yeah. Maybe I'll pat Maybe that after real this. quick. <laughs> Henceforth, the breakup service. Henceforth, we're not together. <laughs> Henceforth, I am dead. <laughs> Henceforth, assume that I am abducted by aliens and will no longer communicate. But guess what? We're going to communicate with you again next week. Oh, what do you think about that, that transition? transition? Was killer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Henceforth, we'll he will do all transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Henceforth, you will hear from us every Wednesday, as per usual. Yeah, you will. Yeah. So in the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.